Hey, good evening, everybody in Facebook land. Alan D. Johnson. Alicia D. Johnson's here. I'm right here over on the side. Hey, how y'all doing? We got part three. <clears throat> and on the prophecy that the Spirit of the Lord gave me about the end time. Remember the four areas we talked about the last time? We talked about anger. And that, that is a killer in the church. The two was offense, which we're going to talk about tonight. Very detrimental. You're definitely going to need to know how to deal with the spirit of offense. I'm going to show you how Satan's coming out with that spirit of offense in these last days. It's funny, and we interact with people every day. And what's so crazy, we look at it like it's a little thing, like it's Nothing, like it's not even that important. But to God, in the spirit of God, it's something. See, Satan uses it against us. We, we think it's normal. But Satan is creeping up. He's making it normal to us where we're able to act in the spirit of office at all times. But God don't want it. God wants it out of his church. God wants it out of the street. God wants it out of the schools. God wants you to walk in his spirit. Okay? We're also going to later on talk about money. <clears throat> and that's another thing. The love of money. Not, not money is the root of all evil. The love of it. If, you, if you're greedy for it. And this is how Satan's pouring that spirit out in the last stage. Where people are greedy for money, man. And the last but not least. What everybody in the world loves is sex, 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 sex. Yeah, God loves sex too. But it has to be in the right order. There's an order to it. And also Satan is using spirits. He's coming in different types of form of people. Could come in the, with a girl with a big butt and a smile right in your face. And you think she's all that. Come to find out it's a, it's a spirit that's backing that bad boy up. Trying to sip you out of here, homeboy. Sisters, got to watch out for, for that lover boy. Might be a demon in disguise. You never know. We're going to talk about all that. But first of all, I want to get to the spirit of offense. And this is very, very, very important. And I want to come down to earth where you at. I want the pastors to listen. I don't care if you're homeless. I don't care if you're a homeboy, homegirl, if you don't know Christ. Listen, if you're an atheist, listen to this message, okay? Because I think God is going to speak to everybody. And this is the spirit that Satan is unleashing in these last and evil days. And you're going to notice it because it happens in your everyday life. <clears throat> Check this out. I'm going to ask you a few questions. And I want you to be down to earth with me on this, all right? Did you ever get around people? Check this out who you show them love, okay? You there for them, right? You all that. You, you think everything's cool with that person. But no matter how good you treat that person, they come across a bit cold. They come across a bit rude in the way they come out their face. Huh? Think about it. Think about it. They stand, they set, they feel like they're cool with you, but they're real standoffish. All right? 
They really don't want to get next to you. And then you kind of get offended by them. Okay? But really, behind the scenes, they're not thinking the way you're thinking. You, you get what I'm saying? Some of them are doing it on purpose. And some of them, they just have a busy schedule. May not have time for you. Because they're about their business. And then you might take offense at it. Some of them are doing it on purpose because they want nothing to do with you. It's just a sign of them telling you they don't want nothing to do with you. Think about that. But see, that's the spirit of offense. You're feeling offended by the way they come out because that's supposed to be your homeboy. You don't show them love. You don't do all this. And all of a sudden, the same with the sisters. And the sisters are good for that now. You ladies are good for that now. You can sit there, hey, how you doing right in front of a person's face, acting like everything is cool. And then all of a sudden, when it comes, why don't you call me tonight? Okay, I'll call you, girl. And you pick up the phone, and you're calling your girl, and you did nothing but answering machines. She's playing you off. She don't want nothing to do with you. Okay? Listen to what I'm saying. You get a little offended because y'all talk all right in person. Why you can't talk when you're off from work? Why you can't hook up? Huh? Spirit of offense. Now, how many of you, and I'm going to talk to church folk now. Check this out. How many of you, you had the right heart? You're sincere with God. You had the right intentions, even on your job. You got involved with the ministry. Big church, nice church. Your gift, people notice your gifting. And your gifts make, the Bible says, the gift, your gifts make room for you, okay? But it seems like the pastor or the leader ignores you, okay? <laughs> they, they see what you can bring to the table to help the ministry, but they, they kind of push you away. They ignore you. Check this out. Check this out. And they kind of overlook your giftings for the body. Okay, And God puts you in there so you can help out in the church. But, but why is he playing me off? Or why is she playing me off? What have I done? Did I do anything wrong? All I'm trying to do is help. But they seem like they want to push me over in the corner like I'm not even important. Spirit of offense. Spirit of offense. How many have been offended this way before? Check it out. How many of you been offended this way? Now, from the church folk point of view, we feel, oh, pastor don't have time for me. Something like that. Man of God, woman of God don't have time for me. We get offended. We get overlooked on the job. Boston won't even look. We've done, done all the work we can do. We don't pour it out ourselves, but we feel like we're being taken advantage of on the job. Low pay. Nobody really looking at me. Nobody acknowledging me for any advancement on the job whatsoever. But then here comes a little college kid. Don't know his head from his nose. Might have a little degree. BS in biological warfare, whatever. <laughs> okay? <laughs> degree in I visit Timbuktu, Africa. I know all it's said about the islands of Jamaica. I have a degree. But they put them in your position. 
And you've been there 20 years. Think about it. You've been there 20 years. You, you paid your dues. You should have been nominated to be the boss. But they put that college student there. You didn't know that she was going to be your boss. But you had to train her in every area of your job. Next thing you know it, they don't put up position and kick you to the curb. Offense. Feel bad, don't it? Think about it. Feels real bad. Get overlooked for ministry position. Somebody else comes in, you don't serve under that path for 14 years. Hmm. What's wrong? But now, check this out. You have to look also, there may be another side to this ministry thing. Or this boss. And this is how the leaders may be looking at you. Now, leaders, now I'm not talking about, and I'm talking to the leaders now. God has sent you not no fake phony people, right? People who are not people, not trying to send no people to trying to take over your ministry so you ain't got nothing to be afraid of. Now, the, God sent the right people right there. You're watching them. You're studying their gifts. You're watching how they act. You're watching their behavior. You're watching them for maturity. I'm talking about the sincere, the loving, the thoughtful people, the faithful people that are in right by your men. I'm not talking about the ones that hurt you in your past, pastor. I'm not talking about the ones that hurt you in your past, apostle. I'm talking about a man or woman of God that really wants to serve under you. People who may have thought a lot of you. And I know sometimes you ask this question, Pastor. Number one, you, you wonder how long are they going to stay in the ministry? Are they going to be are they going to be faithful? Are they going to be easily offended if you try to correct them? If you try to show them an area in their walk where they could be a little bit off and you're trying to gear them in the right direction? Are they going to receive what I say? Check this out. If I put them in a position, are they going to be late? For their assignment. I wonder them to teach Sunday school. 8 o'clock in the morning. But they get there at 8.30. I wonder. Are they going to have excuses? Are they just not going to just show up? And leave me hanging? Pastors, I know y'all think like that. I know. I know. I've been with y'all. I've been around y'all. Apostles and prophets. I've been there. I've been with y'all. I heard it all. I heard all the war stories. People trying to take over your ministry. I got that. I feel you. I'm with you, home. I'm with you, apostle. I'm with you, prophet. I'm with you, pastor. I'm with you, teacher. I'm with you. I understand. I'm in ministry. I, I'm there. <laughs> Believe me, I'm there. But check this. Then, are they going to step down and quit on me? You always wonder. Hmm. I love them. They got a faint spirit, but are they going to stay here? Are they faithful? 
this. I know something else. This is what your pastors be thinking too. Talk to my pastor, my big brother all the time. And my mother and the Lord. I learned so much. Aren't they going to take matters in their hand after you corrected them? Are they going to do it their way? Or are they going to listen to the God in you and take your advice and be blessed? I got it. I got it. I got you. Because you're not there to show off, pastors. I got that. You're there to inform them, to give them information on how to take the word of God and apply it to their lives. But are they hearing what you're saying? Jesus said, he that have an ear, let him hear. And when you hear, what you do? You confess and you do. You believe, hear, confess, and you do. You're looking for somebody to change, to be transformed, not into your image, but into the image of the word of God that you're speaking across the pulpit. I got that apostle. I got that prophet. I got that pastor. Another thing that y'all ask, and because y'all been offended so many times, I got that. Are they going to gossip and put your business out in the street after you told them things that's confidential? Do they know how to keep their mouth shut? Are they going to bring malice and deceitfulness and run game on you? You always wonder, because you've been there before, I, and some of you have been wounded by that. I got that, leaders. I got that. I'm feeling you. And are they trying to take advantage of your leadership? You always wonder, are they, are they scheming up on me to try to take over my, my church? Now, I'm going to wrap this all up in a nutshell. This thing call offense is dangerous especially in the church and the enemy is using it to get people to think some kind of way when it's not that way because sometimes pastors God can see you a man or woman of God and because of your past experiences you blame them the ones that God sent you that's willing to be faithful, and you run them away. You run them away unintentionally, thinking that that's their motive to take over. But you need to spend time with them. But what you do, you, you stand offish. You stay standoffish because you're afraid that they may be like the other person that came to your church. You want them to stay with you at least 20, 30 years before you figure out. And that's not so because Jesus' ministry was only three years to his disciples before they went out. Really, it shouldn't be no more than three years that you should be able to try their character, character, their mind, the way they speak, the way they act. And if they're consistent within those one, two, three years, you should be pouring into them and allowing them to be part of your ministry. You shouldn't be offended. But some of you have let the cat out the bag too soon. Where you let them in your ministry too soon. And some of them have a zeal. 
that's like knowledge. And they, they, the Bible says knowledge puffs up. And they appear to be in the spirit, but they're not. You chose the wrong one. But then when God sends the right one, you miss it. The Bible said you should know the spirit by the spirit. You should test the spirits to see it's of God. Period. So for the ones that have been offended that's waiting for their call and waiting to get up under that pastor, you have to be patient with some of them. Because it's going to take a long while. They want to see if you're consistent in the way you come across and the way you present the gospel, and the way you are as a person around people, you have to be consistent. Because people will change on you. People are like camouflage, like a cocoon and a butterfly. Some of them are butterfly going back in the cocoon. Ain't that right, boo? Mm -hmm. Some of these people are freaky, man. They come up talking this crazy mess. Oh, I had a revelation from God. And it ain't got nothing to do with the scripture at all. I got you, pastors. I got you, apostles. They don't speak nothing from the word of God. The only way you're going to know if they're true of God, if they're speaking specifically and they're getting their revelation from the word of God. But it doesn't mean that their revelation is doctrine. They got to be able to decipher. You got to be able to show them. What's the difference between the word of God, the spirit of God, and what's doctrine? And what's of the spirit stays in the spirit. But yes, it's backed by the word. But it's not a doctrine. It's only a doctrine when you apply it to your life every day. You get what I'm saying? Things of the spirit belongs to the spirit. The ministry of the prophet belongs to the prophet. The apostle and the prophetic ministry is separate from all the rest. But God can use you in those other ministries. It could be later on. It could be now. But you have to be able to know and decipher. Some of us just have the zeal and just give us a, ourselves a title. I'm Apostle so-and-so. I want to ask you something, Apostle. Where's your church? Where's your ministries that underneath you? that have their own ministry out from you? Where are the businesses that are underneath you and out from among you? I know you may take offense at me. I love you. I'm going to tell you the truth. Until you have established a chain of command, where you have church here, ministry here, maybe a Bible school, maybe businesses on that that give glory to God because businesses are in this thing because God is a 24-hour, 24-7 God. Ain't it just about church on Sunday morning? You take them to work with you because some of these workers are ordained by God as well, especially when you love what you do and it's benefiting and it's ministry to the people at the same time. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's not just churchy, church, church all the time. Okay. Sometimes it's business. God is in business. See, watch what you say on the job. Watch how you're looking at some little cute little skirt and talking smack. I'm going to get with that. But you're supposed to be a deacon in the church. Hmm? Watch how you talk. Offense. Now, we ignore, my dear wife, 
Don't we, baby? We say things. We do things. Sometimes we don't even understand the person we with, so it turns into offense. We don't even understand we each other saying. One may be saying something different, and we take it the wrong way, don't mm -hmm. we, boo? Huh? And it can be unintentional. 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 But this is how we're going to tackle this offense, right? And let me say this. You, you look, we look at offense like it's a little thing. Oh, just get over it. But it's all over the place. Jesus says offense is going to come. It's always going to come. But woe to the one it comes to. We're going to talk about that later on. But I want you to repeat after me. This offense brings misunderstandings. Say it. This offense brings misunderstandings. Number two, this offense is Satan's way. Say it. This offense this is, is Satan's way of keeping us separated. Of keeping us separated. So we don't love one another. So that we don't love one another. So we will not be in agreement ever. So that we will not be in agreement ever. So we don't come together in unity. So that we don't come together in unity. Offense is put up by Satan to, let's repeat it again, his way is his way of keeping us separated. So we don't love one another. And so we will never be in agreement at all. The Bible, Amos 3, 3 says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? How can we all come together in Christ and have the same thing in common and agree on and Christ be in the midst of us when we can't even get along? Think about it. So we can't come together in unity. What's my ministry called? What's my ministry Restore. Called? Restore what, and baby? unify. And unify. So I'm about restoring. And the only way you can restore, you have to talk about the issue first. Bring people together in unity, in agreement. That's what I'm about. That's what my wife's about. It sounds like I'm being confrontational. Yeah. But I have to be to the point. Because the devil is trying to play you for keeps, homie. Sisters, and I don't like the enemy trying to come in your marriage and mess up your marriage. I don't like the enemy trying to come in your church and mess up your church. I don't like the enemy trying to come on the airwaves and mess with my people in Facebook land out there. I don't want the enemy to mess with nobody in YouTube land. I don't want the enemy to mess with none of y'all. I want you saved. I want you sanctified like the old church filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fires and the evidence of speakers in tongues and loving on people and walking in the glory and the power and the anointing of God. I love y'all that much. I keep coming after you because I don't want Satan to get you. I don't want Satan to get me. I don't want Satan to get my wifey. I have to fight every day. That's why it takes me a longer time to come on the air because I'm going through some things too that the Holy Spirit is still teaching me. But as I go along, I'm going to give it to you. As I learn it, I'm going to give it to you. A lot of things I learned. A lot of things I had to be taught over because my head was too hard. 
Some of you, your head is too hard. Offense has taken root, and you're letting it, and you take it like it's nothing. You won't even apologize to people after you offended them. And you know you hurt them, and now you're making it hard for them to forgive people. And it keeps going on and on and on and on and on and on in a cycle. Some of you are going to take this offense to the grave with you. Because you don't know how to forgive people. You don't want to forgive. And, and you call yourself a Christian. You call yourself a born-again believer, loving Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, remember the scripture? Whatever you desire when you pray, Mark 11. Turn, turn that, baby. Turn that. Turn that a little bit. Let me talk to these people a little bit. Let me get down to earth. Mark 11. You're going to take unforgiveness and bitterness, 1124. Okay. Mark 11. Turn there, 24. Show you something. This says, Check it out. For this reason, I tell you, when you pray and ask for something, mm -hmm. believe that you have received it. Believe that you received it. And you will be giving whatever you ask for. And you will be giving whatever you ask for. Now, we got that mentality, that church mentality. Blessings, <laughs> blessings. Boom, 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 boom. We're doing the anthem joint. We, we bopping. The blessings of God is coming up and down and all that. All around. Right? But some of us, the blessing you're going to come to. Wanna know why? Read, baby. And when you stand and pray? And when you stand and pray, check this. Forgive anything you may have against anyone. Ooh, sucker, sucker now. So that your Father in heaven will forgive the wrongs you have done. So, if you offended somebody and they told you you offended them, you're supposed to say that you're sorry. You're supposed to apologize and make it right. Bible says you have order against your brother. Make peace with your brother, right? Turn to Matthew 18, boo-boo. Okay. We ain't playing with y'all today. Matthew 18. That spirit of offense got to go. We're going to start it off in the right track. And what's the one, what's the one down here on... Um, let me see. I think it's on verse. Going to come down here just a little bit more. Matthew 18. Here, 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 here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Read that. Verse 15. 15 if Matthew 18, verse 15. Check this out. Listen if your this. brother sins against you. If your brother sins against you. Go to him and show him his fault. Go to him. What, what did the word say? Read that again, boo -boo. If your brother sins against you, mm -hmm. go to him and show him his show fault. Show him his fault. But, now, the but, conjunction, but. Uh, but, read. There's a but in there. But. Do it privately. Do it privately. Don't, don't put him on the spot. Don't insult him. Don't cause offense. Don't throw him under the bus. Don't throw him under the bus. If he offended you, try to. Go and read, babe. Do it privately, just between yourselves. Between yourselves. Now, if he listens to you, if you have won your brother back. That's what God wants. He wants you to win that brother back. But. But. Uh-oh. If he will not listen to you. That's the one that has that offending spirit on him and don't want to forgive. It's going to split hell wide open. Read it, baby. Take one or two other persons with you so Take. that every accusation may be upheld by the testimony of two or more witnesses. Two or three witnesses. As word, the scripture says. The word be established, right? Mm -hmm. You got witnesses there, right? And if you don't act right after that, what you do, boo-boo? says, and if he will not listen to them, then tell the whole thing to the church. Whole church. Expose them. 
Finally, if he will not listen to the church, treat mm. him as though he were a pagan or a tax collector. And guess what's going to happen after that? The enemy is going to have full reign on you because you ain't around the word of God. You're holding on to offense. You're not wanting to forgive. And the enemy's going to take you out of here sooner than you think. And you're not going into heaven. Because the Bible said right there in Mark eleven twenty five that if you cannot forgive, God's not going to forgive you. You can sit there and play church all you want. You can go out and offend people in the street, do whatever you want to do. But I'm confronting you to your face. We're doing the Brook, we're doing the Brooklyn style, baby. I'm coming right at you. This is what the word says. And I'm telling you from experience, it won't work for you and your life will be miserable before you die. You might even get sick. You might cause cancer or diabetes and things that come on your body that would never been on your body. Your blood pressure might start going up. You may have a stroke or a heart attack. I'm telling you, I've seen it happen with folk. I almost gave into unforgiveness not understanding what it was about causes a lot of physical <laughs> malfunctions in your body, in your brain cells, the whole nine yards might give you a blood clot. No I'm, offense I, is like a cancer that can eat away at you. It eat, sure can. It, that's, hey. It sure will. And their cancer cells will eat away. My wife is a witness. She's been a cancer victim four times, almost died twice. She had to forgive. She had to forgive. The devil tried to take my wife out of here. Devil tried to take me out of here a couple of times. And he's trying to take you out of here. This is the prophecy, baby. It's your anger. It's the spirit of offense that's dominating you. And the enemy's trying to destroy you. Let me show you something else. This offense is destroying churches. This spirit of offense, this misunderstandings is destroying ministries. It's destroying businesses. Look at the trucking industry. It's falling apart. I've been in it for 31 years, almost 32 years. It's falling apart. Drivers all over the place. It's not stable. Most of all, this experience, the spirit of offense is destroying your family. That's why cousin can't get along with another cousin. Brother can't get along with sister. Husband can't get along with wife. Son can't get along with father. Satan is using that spirit of offense to try to take us all out before our time. Understand what I'm saying. Now, we talked about the church. Let's talk about the unbelievers. Hmm. And I'm on your side. I'm not going to throw bricks at you because he that's without sin, let him cast the first stone. I'd rather throw it at me first before I throw it at you. Let's talk about poor people and homeless people, church folk. Let's look at the unbelievers and look how they're being offended by us. Mm. So I'm 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 on your side, unbelievers. I'm on your side, homeless people. I'm on your side, poor people that are struggling from paycheck to paycheck. I know what it is to struggle. I was homeless myself. 
So I understand. I comprehend. God has blessed me. Yes. But the church has forgotten where it came from. And now it's all about the mighty tithes and offering. It's okay. But what are you doing with the tithes and offering? Are you trying to help the homeless? Are you trying to help the poor? Listen to what I'm saying. The Jews have a holiday. It's in the book of Deuteronomy. Chapter 15. Baby, turn there, turn there. I want them to hear this. The Jews have a holiday. You want to know why the Jews are so successful? Because they give to the poor all the time. They have a religion. They have a, a holiday feast. Every seven years, they get their money together and they give back to the poor of their Jewish people. And so they can be on the same level so they can get their lives together. And those poor people are not poor with trying to take a handout to take advantage like we do in America. No, 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 no. Ain't none of that. They take that money to their advantage and they pay their tithes and their offering and they're on the same level with the other Jews. Or they're trying to get themselves, they're middle class, trying to get themselves up to build them up. But every seven years they do this for Jew, other Jewish families. Hmm. We, we, what's that scripture in De De Deuteronomy, uh, baby? We were 15. Deuteronomy 15, starting with chap verse 7. Re read that, baby. Go ahead and read If that. any... If in any of the towns, the Check land that the Lord your God is giving you, Jewish. there are Israelites in need, mm -hmm. then Israel. do not be selfish and refuse to help them. Uh, uh, Instead, mm -hmm. be generous and lend them as be much as they need. Be generous and lend them what much, much as they need. Mm -hmm. read, read on. What does it say? Do baby? not refuse to lend them something just because the year when debts are canceled is near. The debt, see, they wait until the debts are canceled. Because, you know, according to Jewish calendar. Uh, Jubilee. Jubilee. Mm -hmm. The debts are canceled every seven years. Just we carry the same kind of thing with the taxes. If you owe money in taxes, usually every seven years, they write you off. They, they cut. They, they How do they do it, baby? Cancel the debt. They cancel the debt every seven years. And so the Jews do that. But what they do with theirs, they give back to the poor. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Now, check this. Read, 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 read on it that. says, do not let such an evil thought enter your mind. Mm -hmm. If you refuse to make the loan, they will cry out to the Lord against you, uh -huh. and you will be guilty. You will be guilty. Give to them freely and unselfishly, and the Lord will bless you in everything you do. See, the church needs to learn by that. There's some churches out here doing it. Now, I'm not talking about the churches that are doing it. I'm talking about the ones that are self-centered and thinking only about themselves. And talking about their tithes and their offering all the time. It's not wrong with tithes and offering. I'm not putting that down. Really, if you really want to be technical, 